0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kick off NFL season with
1: FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today. Get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. All you got to do is place your first $5 bet. Sign up with promo code 2400 to get in on the action, and then you can turn game day into payday all season long. And the best part, take that 150 in free bets. There's big games every weekend, ones you'll have big opinions on, and you can get on your way. Play your way. Bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches. You name it. FanDuel's got more markets than anybody. You can even combine your bets for a chance of a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code 2400. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued non withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms. Sportsbook.Fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit Fanduel.com forward slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat in connecticut one 800 with it in indiana 1-877-770-STOP in louisiana 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in new york tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789 in tennessee 1-800-522-4700 in wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in west virginia this is, 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 is kickoff in the valley now here's your host Ty- tyler Vozquez and-, and Gunnar jackson
2: Welcome into the kickoff of the Valley Podcast covering your Arizona Cardinals. My name is Gunner, and uh, out there still kind of hanging out in Glendale, probably uh, consuming some adult beverages, trying to get over this uh, twenty to twelve loss to the Rams today. Tyler Vasquez, what's up, dude?
3: Tyler Vasquez, Bird Gang Travel Club. Short travel from the stadium here to do the <laughs> post game show. Uh, yeah, I mean, hanging around the fans now. You can yeah, tell they're uh, something hanging out.
2: Everybody's just kind of there and uh, waiting for traffic to pass by, grabbing some extra beverages, huh?
3: Yeah, they're all licking their wounds, I can tell. Yeah. You you know, this game, when you look at it, as we dive right in, this offense, it's something else, man. It's Jekyll, it's Hyde. We keep talking about this three games in a row now, where the Cardinals just start slow, and they look lackadaisical, and, you Mm -hmm. know, you can't beat good teams only playing three quarters or only playing a half of football and when we look at their first you know we normally look at the first drives but let's just look at their first four possessions their first four possessions the Cardinals had three three and outs I, I mean if if you're if you can't we paid Cliff Kingsbury as this offensive guru and yeah if you're going three and out every time I mean I Something's not working. Like, something's not clicking. Right. And ultimately, you won't win many games this way. You can't keep playing from behind. You can't keep spotting points. Uh, at one point, I tweeted out, the Cardinals are going to spot another team 20 points. I mean, that's what it looked like. <laughs> um, you know, that I thought that's what was going to happen. I really thought yeah. we were going to go 20 and and we were going to have to fight from behind. But... Well, I mean,
2: at no point during this game did I feel like the Cardinals were going to be able to turn it around. You know, at some point, sometimes you kind of have that that feeling where here we go, you know, and I mean, part of me wanted to believe it, especially following that win in, uh, in uh, Vegas last week, you know, where they came from behind at the uh, in the second half of the game. But, I mean, and that, at no point during this game did I feel like the Cardinals were going to take over the game, you know, and come from behind and then take that lead and hold the lead. Didn't feel it at all. In this no. game, man, it didn't score when you a touchdown, look- dude. It was uh, it was three hundred and fourteen passing yards for Kyler Murray, not one touchdown, uh, running or throwing.
3: He didn't run much. He didn't have his first run until the fourth quarter. Fourth which, quarter, yeah. Again, when when you look at what made them special last week in that last you know quarter, adding overtime, it, it was Murray making things with his legs, and he didn't do that today at all. He, no. he ran one one late. Um, looking at the first quarter stats for the Cardinals, the Cardinals went, uh, again, 0 for 3. Well, they went 0 for 3 on third down. Um, the Rams outgained them 158 yards to 26. I, I mean, it- that's one team playing and one team not. I mean, that's yeah. what that shows you. And then uh, Arizona had one first down. Uh, the the Rams had 8. So 8 to 1, yeah. I-, I mean, it just shows you, again, this team does does not get rolling quick. Um, and you know what it looks like, and I've heard this a few, I've, I've seen people say this a few times Uh is it looks like Cliff scripts up X amount of plays and it's not until that they burn through those when it becomes, okay, Kyler, just make things happen. That's when all of a sudden the Cardinals offense get, gets into it. Right. So,
2: so they're letting Kyler cook, you know, to kind of turn a little uh, phrase around that Russ used to have, you know, up in Seattle, you know, let Russ cook let Kyler cook. Cause I mean, here, I mean, like you said, I mean, it, it it makes sense from what I saw today. That thought never crossed my mind, but now that you say it kind of makes sense that he's got the, the place scripted out until he, until he burns through all those and realizes it's not going to happen. That's when he passes the ball or, you know, passes the, the pan over to Kyler and, Hey, Cook, cook it up, man. But he didn't do anything. Like when you look at the stats, though, dude, you would have totally thought uh, uh, Arizona would have done well. Kyler Murray, 37 for 58, 314 yards. Stafford, 18 for 25, and 249 yards. You know, I mean, he had the pass attempts, he had the yards, just couldn't get nothing
3: going. The uh, the Cardinals have been outscored 56 to 13 in the first half uh, so far this season. I. Uh, I mean, you look at that score right there. I mean, that that's a lot of points to come back from Yeah. when, when you're trying to do it all in the second half, right? Uh, it's just – it's tough. It's tough. Uh, you know, some positives. J.J. Watt, again, picks up another sack, right? Uh, the Cardinals right. had, had until today, had not lost a game with J.J. – a regular season game with J.J. Watt starting until today. I mean, I'm sure if you go to the Wikipedia of State Farm Stadium, you'll see um, – McVeigh is the new owner of State Farm Stadium uh, because he is yet to lose. It, it, this team, it, it what what is what is comforting I will say mm-hmm. is that those numbers you just said on offense, right? Greg Dortch looks like an absolute player, and I'm going to keep singing his praises. Yeah, till no end.
2: Targeted ten times today for uh, 80 yards.
3: Yeah. He's just great. He gets open. He makes plays. He, he's there when you need him. Uh, it was great to see another great performance from Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Murray went to him a ton. What were the numbers for Hollywood?
2: Yeah. Uh, 17 targets for 140 yards. How many receptions? 100. Uh, how, Uh, 14 receptions, yeah.
3: 14. 14 receptions. That is star number one receiver numbers right there. 14 receptions <laughs> yeah. for 140. Uh, that was the number? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing you want more is to get in the end zone. So, when you look at this offense and I and I turned to a couple guys that sit next to me that have been sitting next to me for years and I said what's great about this offense and I and I don't want to rely on DeAndre Hopkins being like oh that's what makes this offense click but I will mm-hmm. say this this offense played pretty well all things considered without you know besides some terrible play calling and not getting in the end zone yeah that it is we said this going into this week the Cardinals need to be 3 and 3 in this 6 game stretch so coming up with Carolina next week you yeah. definitely need to get a W there. You need to go two and two. And, and then you need to get one more win in the next two games before Hop comes back. But when you get Hop back, you've now got DeAndre Hopkins, Greg Dortch, and Hollywood Brown as your three-headed monster. And then Yeah, but is that it, enough? Is that oh, enough? I think it's enough. Yeah, because I, I mean, that,
2: the only guy missing in there is uh, is Hopkins that you mentioned. I mean, we have everybody else, and so we couldn't get a touchdown today. 12 points. That was it.
3: Yeah, but you you didn't have, you don't you didn't have in this game a big target. AJ Green goes out early, knee injury. Yeah, what happened? And, it was knee injury. Yeah, he went up. Remember, he didn't okay. catch that big time ball that they needed, and then he fell down, landed on his leg funny, and then he was gone. He yeah. he he left the game. Okay. So it's just like when the Cardinals start to get healthy, it, it's you know,
4: <laughs> Something two, happens, two steps yeah.
3: forward, one step back. Yeah, you saw him go down. You saw Rashad Lawrence leave the game. He came back, and his arm was in this uh, JPP type cast. Uh, so he was hurt. Zayvon Collins he left the game. There was a point in the game where Zayvon Collins, man, I, you know, I want to get pull this up. I, I saw someone say at some point uh, that they just didn't understand why, uh, why Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons are not in the game, like. I think it was Kent Summers from the Republic. He, he was tweeting mm-hmm. out how, why are these two guys out? And then I started to see everybody say that. Like, why are these guys not in? And and this is where I, I tweeted out at one point, Vance Joseph will not coach here by the bye week if, if they continue to struggle yeah. as a team. Now, I will say, in the second half, this defense, all things considered, they did give up another touchdown, but all things considered, that defense... They're doing what you're asking out of them, like what you want. If we would have gone into this game and said the Rams aren't going to score 20 points, I would think the Cardinals have a really good shot of if they only score <laughs> yeah, 20. Yeah. you probably think the Cardinals win this game. Yeah. But then our offense doesn't do what like this team, the way Steve Kime designed this team was for this offense to carry them and the defense make one or two stops that will allow for our offense that is going – they want our offense to be like the Bills, to be like the Chiefs, to be like the Dolphins, to be like the uh, the Rams. Like, mm-hmm. that's what's sexy in the NFL now, and that's what they're building this offense to be. That's what they think they have with Cliff, what they have with Kyler, what they have with uh, all the weapons, Ertz, uh, Hopkins, yeah. uh, now you're Dorches of the world, like Hollywood Brown. Like, you have all these guys – and you'll have Hop eventually. You don't have him now, but the whole point is they've built this offense. James Conner bringing him back. You have all of these guys, and the key is score a ton of points. Well, twelve points is not a ton. I'll tell you that right now. Newsflash: If you didn't know, twelve yeah. points is not a lot of points in the NFL. Uh, yeah, is it
2: the uh, Prater, the, uh, the top scorer on the team today <laughs> with
3: all the uh, with all
2: the field goals that he had? He was kicking. But no, I mean you're right, dude. Twenty points for the Rams in this game. Uh, it was a great defense. It, it seemed like the defense held up, right? So it was just the offense needed to do their thing. And Kyler, he didn't uh, get uh, any rushing yards until uh, deep into the fourth quarter, you know. So I don't, I don't understand like what's happening there. And then you had mentioned Hop, and I know we want to stick on this game and stuff like that, but I just adding one dude doesn't seem like that's that's what's going to fix this offense.
3: Well, and it can't. It can't. That can't be. The way you've designed this team and with the head coach that you have and giving them extensions and all that stuff, that's it it can't be that. I I will say congrats to Matt Prater. He joins only uh, Robbie Gold and Mason Crosby as the only active players in the NFL with 1,600 career points. He did that today. So shout out to Prater. You you look at Prater as like old reliable. He has scared me a couple times uh, last season. Not so much this year. He's been, you know, today, actually, I will say, today was his first set of points that he scored. He, He hadn't had a field goal up until today. So, Right. Um, but he is usually all reliable that Matt Prater. So,
2: um, um, can we, uh, point out the, uh, the heat seeking mi- missile that is uh Buddha Baker, which I saw that in two spots, they called him the heat seeking missile. I saw it from the Arizona Cardinals. They tweeted it out. And like right after that, the other uh, commentators on TV said the exact same thing. I don't know if they just copied what uh, the Arizona Cardinals said about Buddha Baker when he knocked that ball out of Cam Baker's hand, uh, you know, and the, uh, the defense recovered. I don't know, or if it was coincidental. Both of them said it, but when you see Buda Baker on the video uh, shooting across the end zone and his helmet going right for that ball, I mean, there's no better way to explain that. Uh, that move there and, and what he did there, they call him a heat-seeking missile.
3: <laughs> you know, yeah, but I mean, yeah. that, that was a big defensive play, man. It was big. That was, defensively, that was the biggest play of the game that they had made. You know, they had shut down. They had done a good job of shutting down that offense of the Rams, that high-powered offense of the Rams, pretty much all, all second half, other than, again, that one touchdown they gave up. But for the most part, you know, that that play right there, it gave the Cardinals the ball back with, I want to say it was like six minutes. But then, if you follow Bird Gang Travel on Twitter and you look at my sequence of of tweets from there, it's like there's no urgency from this team. Like when you get yeah the clock management stuff again, an offensive guru, an offensive team, all of that business, and piss poor management leads to them like kicking a field goal with what like a minute thirty on the clock, something like that. And well, they, still, I understand the mentality
2: point. of of. Yeah, I understand that mentality, right? Because you got to get the uh the eight points you get the two point conversion. But I mean, if you miss that field goal, it's got it done at that point. So at least you make that field goal, go do the onside kick, hopefully recover. Oh, I, I'm fine. On with that onside go- kick.
3: I'm fine with going for it, but you don't waste five minutes off the clock. Like yeah, I mean that was a note that I put when you when you they, need two they, scores.
2: Wa- they wasted way too much time
3: in the fourth quarter. It didn't seem like there was any hurry up offense at all. I mean, earlier, you, you watch- earlier in the game, Gunner they burned another timeout because the play clock's running out. Yeah, I get that happens every couple of games for most teams. I would love to go find this stat somewhere. Like, what does another team, what are what do other teams kind of average for that? How many times do they they, they blow in timeouts because the play clock's running dead? Because it happens to the Cardinals like every game. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm not exaggerating. It's probably at least once a game, every game. And we talked about this uh, last week with, with uh, Britton Golden. He was saying... I think it's on the coaches. I don't think it's on Kyler. I think they're getting the plays in late. Yeah. So again, this offensive guru, this this offensive coaching te- the team and, and what we have, what why is this happening? Let me ask you this. So, I mean, Connor,
2: he was uh was he on the injury report last week? What was going on with with uh, uh, Con- Connor? Yeah,
3: Connor left the game with a uh with an ankle injury. Okay. So- um they they didn't know if he was going to play this week. So, yes, that could have Impacted the game script today, but then again, Daryl Daryl Williams, tore it up last week, and then he gets like no run this week. So it just stuff like that just boggles my mind, and this is where it scares me that Win Hop does come back, right? And and Rondell Moore, Rondell Moore, more specifically, when it's Rondell okay. Moore comes back, because that's another big piece you are missing. They were expecting him to make big time plays this year, and you don't have him right now. So when he comes back. And you have Greg Dorch playing that role. How well do they adjust? How do they adjust? I can just, I already know how they're going to adjust. I know this from Cliff. This is what Cliff does. What's going to happen is they're going to end up taking away from Dorch's snap count, which Dortch has already proved he should be on the field all the time. And and they're going to get, you know, they're going to split the role. And they're going to give half to Rondell and a half to Dorch, And then this offense is going to sputter again instead of, him adapting, finding a place for Rondell, but not taking away from Dorge. But that's what's going to happen. And and it's it's so when you look at James Conner, for example, the, these are the decisions that they make. Like it, it, and it makes no sense. It does not make sense where again you your guys behind James Conner did really well last week, and then they don't mm-hmm. get much run this week when James Conner probably isn't a hundred percent.
2: Well, maybe that's why you know. that that was the game plan going into it. You know, I mean, they they looked at all the tape, you know, the Rams. I mean, that's what each team does. They look at all the tape from the team they're playing for the week before and and even weeks before. Maybe they saw, uh, maybe they thought the Rams were thinking that, hey, let's prepare for Williams. And then they changed to more of a passing offense to try and catch the Rams off guard.
3: I mean, it could have Uh, been, I mean, 58 pass attempts. James Conner, James Conner, 16 touches for 57 yards no touchdowns, and three catches. Uh, clear cut, running back number one, Daryl Williams and Eno and Benjamin combined for just seven touches. Yeah. You know, when they're down 10-0 after the first quarter, uh, you know, it's hard to stay ahead of the game script, which I agree. Like, like I understand. That was a note passed by producer Adam. Um, but... it's just frustrating as a team. And I think all fans, uh, this is how after a game like this, because it's within reach, right? This game was in reach. And that's the one thing where Cardinal fans need to feel. I don't want this to all be terrible because that defense played as good as you could have asked of them with someone like Cooper cup on the other side. But I will say this is where you should feel pretty good is the NFC seems wide open. As a whole, <laughs> this division seems pretty wide open. As a whole, we'll see what the Niners do tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but ultimately, this team can easily be a playoff team. You're not, you know, being one of two, it's not a death shot. We're good, we're fine. There's plenty of football. Mm-hmm. Them going to 17 games, there's 14 more games left. We're okay. Um, but you do need to get started here at some point. But the reassurance should be you hung in there with the Rams. I don't think the Rams, it never felt like the Rams were like torching us, and so this was like out of reach. No, Um,
2: but I never felt the the Cardinals had the ability to match what the Rams were doing and kind of just take over the game that I never felt that either. I didn't. It was just one of those
3: uh, one of those games where I mean, you you said, but what what did you say? I I think we were down 13 nothing at one point and the Cardinals had the ball and they were marching down the field and. You know, they get a touchdown right there, and it's it's a six point ball game at that point. You know what I mean? It just it's one of those things where it never happened. But my point is, you were within reach at all times. It felt like it felt like you were pretty close. But I also didn't feel like they would they were going to make it it happen. I guess my point was it wasn't the Chiefs game. The Chiefs game, you didn't feel like you were in it at all. Like there was yeah, yeah.
2: But I, I I just watching the Cardinals do their thing. I just didn't feel like that they had they had that. Extra, that extra oomph to be able to just get over what the Cardinals, how, how the Rams are um, defending them and playing against them, and take over the game. I never felt that at all watching no, it on TV. I don't.
3: I don't think you saw any Murray magic this game, right? Like no, I think the best playoff, enough. the best playoff offensively was that big catch by Dorch where he got his legs taken out from him, and then uh, I think it was right before halftime he yeah. ended up uh, hitting his head. I, I was scared that they were evaluating him for a concussion because he ran into locker room a little bit early. Uh, but he did come out after the second half. But that that's, you know, that's the hard part there. Is if I was to say what was the highlight of the game, I'd probably say it was that catch. Uh, I'm trying to think of any bigger catches in the second half. There really wasn't any, I mean, that come to mind. I know Hollywood Brown had a few. Um, uh, again, the it, things that look optimistic about is Kyler's getting the people that need to be getting the ball. He's getting it to them, right? Like, he found Ertz multiple times when needed. He he got Hollywood Brown. Yeah, there no was a couple reception.
2: crazy. There was a couple weird throws in there though, like where he overthrew him. and He kind of I, I, I couldn't help but feel he was being a little reckless at times there in the second half, you know. Um,
3: I, I uh, overthrowing
2: s- Hollywood Brown, uh, just throwing that one ball that was almost intercepted by that Rams uh, defensive player. I don't know who that player was,
3: but there was no even around.
1: He just kind well, of it out there.
3: I, I would say this, um, that. I've been critical on Kyler earlier in the season about or the last few weeks about there's times where he just feel where it feels like he's just not in it and doesn't care, right? Yeah. I didn't feel that at any point today,
2: which is a you good thing. You didn't you no, didn't feel that? No, I, okay. I didn't
3: feel like he was just out of it. Were there some bad passes? Of course. I, I mean there's things that I'm sure you wanted back, like the pass you brought up. But ultimately, Kyler looked engaged. He looked like a leader. I, I felt you know Andy Isabella. There was that one pass deep to him where he just stopped, and yeah. Kyler wanted some answers. So you know, <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. He he. he it, I would say, as a whole, Cardinal fans should be optimistic right now. Like they should feel okay. This isn't a loss that you put your head down and are like, man, we just suck. Like that. That's not the case. The well, I mean, comments to the Cardinals
2: uh, posting to the final score kind of say otherwise a lot of the fans kind of reacting and I mean uh, one guy uh, one guy says fire Cliff and Vance Joseph please frustrating watching this team uh, talking about the only plays in our playbook are <laughs> the, the same exact same pass every single play uh, a lot of people calling for Cliff and uh, Vance Joseph's head uh, another tweet says I just want to be happy and win at home
3: you you know how funny that is is like a week or two ago it was fire time and now this yeah. week it's fire cliff oh, fire vance most it, of them it, are come on guys like so cliff is hurting Dude, kyler there's another I, I, one cliff cliff ultimately with that extension there's no way he's getting fired so get that out of your head it's not going to happen vance joseph on the other hand yes i guarantee he's the scapegoat at some point this year if if they don't push for a playoff spot and and maybe if they do they may at some point feel like he's holding them back. Well, and yeah. you look at it. I, I mean, who who Vance is turning to at the linebacker position? You drafted two guys in the first round. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are we, we playing Nick Vigil and, like, uh, Tanner Vallejo? Like, those guys wouldn't be, like, fifth stringers on other teams. Yeah. It's just, like – you can't develop these guys that you're drafting early. like, And that's where I think Vance is going to – why he's going to get fired, right? At some point, Steve Kime's going to say, if you aren't going to develop these guys that I'm giving you, these first-round picks yeah, and all this talent I'm giving you – that and these are what Kime thinks is talent. So if people are going to – don't kill me for saying that Isaiah or these guys are talented. I'm just saying, like, the Cardinals view these guys as real talented players that should be stars of this defense and leaders of this defense. So ultimately – there's a disconnect between Vance and Kime, like, yeah. and something's going to give there. Either Kime's going to get be like, agree with Vance and have his back and ship those guys out of here and get new guys, which Cardinal fans, I'll tell you, the fact that they're not bringing free agents off their couch here, that tells me Kime thinks he knows like what he has on that defense when it comes to young guys or he wants to see them more. Well, if Vance ain't playing them and he can't see them more, that's where the problem lies. Vance Joseph yeah. is going to get fired. Like I just, I've never felt. If you wanted to go put money on which defensive coordinator was gonna get let go first, it's probably Vance Joseph.
2: But I, why, why would it be Vance Joseph though? I mean, if the defense played well today, right? I mean, I, you know, they kept the Rams to 20 points. The offense didn't do anything, and it's Cl- Cliff Kingsbury who's making all the calls and the time management, which a lot of people are pointing out. The time management from Cliff, even going back to last year, is horrid. You know why it seems like the uh the the issue here is Cliff Kingsbury.
3: Gunner, Nick Vigil, Ben Niemann, Tanner Vallejo. That is why you fire Vance Joseph. You have two first round picks on defense that are supposed to be freaks. And they ain't playing. And when they are playing, they're playing very minimal. Like what are we doing? But yes, is yeah. Cliff a problem? Sure. But Cliff just got five more years on his contract. Yeah. But that My, doesn't Mike, mean that they can't cut him loose. I mean, we know
2: contracts are like ironclad. You'll have to pay him, but I mean, find, if they me, get a time,
3: enough- find me a time. Michael has fired someone with five years on the contract, <laughs> especially at that level.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're going to be paying a lot of money to get out of that contract or whatever, you know, but I mean, dude, you got a team. You've lost seven straight at home everybody's whining about the home field advantage, how the Cardinals don't have it. Well, you're not going to get home field advantage if you're not winning games at home, right? Everybody who wants to pay money to go see the Cardinals lose again at home. So something's got to happen. You got to get a coach in there that knows they can turn things around, make this a winning team.
3: And I mean, the coach is that... I saw Doug Franz, uh, you know, he he was being cute. But he's tweeted out, the Cardinals should stop charging fans to go, you know, for full games when they only show up for half. So (laughs) it's funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. Funny, but it's kind of the truth. I mean, why, why this team doesn't play a full game. Um, the, The Cardinals had only two trips to the red zone. That was another glaring situation there. The Rams defense kept it all in front of them. And, and, but did the Rams defense play all that? Well, no, I think we just didn't take, we didn't take many shots. And when I say shots, yes. Did we air some down the field? Sure. We didn't take chunk plays, you know, those 10, 15, 20-yard shots. We were taking – the couple shots we took were 30, 40 yards down the field. And, you know, you, to open up that offense, you, you do need some shots, 15 yards, you know, those little chunk plays. Yeah. They they weren't there today. They didn't take them. Like, they just didn't take them. And I, I don't know if that was – and there was times where I was reading on that people when people were saying online, they were saying, Kyler's throwing the ball like he's being pressured when there's times where he's just not. Yeah. So I don't just don't know if he was afraid he was gonna have time because Aaron Donald's staring him down on the other side or or what, but
2: so what do we need to do uh, looking ahead to next week? Um, because I mean this game, you know, is it it is what it is, you know. But I mean, where are we going? Are we heading out to Carolina next week, take on the Panthers.
3: Yeah, we go to Carolina next week. They got a win today against the Saints. I, I don't think that division's very good, so I don't think that's very okay. telling. Now the Carolina, Carolina Panthers have had our number pretty much every time we've played them, so you got to win that game. And it, it is on the road; we're better on the road for some strange reason. You would think the stadium today was rocking at times, so I just don't—I don't get that either. Like your your home field needs to have an advantage, and it feels like we don't. No, and um,
2: it, it's not going to until they turn turn it around and start winning at home. You know, because I mean, they can win on the road. They have a heck of a lot better road ske- uh, record than they do at home. Um, we've brought that up before, but I mean, th- I mean, the the fan base isn't going to show up if you're not winning at home. Nobody wants to pay that money. Even though the I came across a little thing that the Cardinals have the cheapest. Uh, you can get a family of four into that game. Uh, it's the cheapest in the entire league.
3: Oh, tickets were on the secondary market today. They were like twenty bucks to get yeah. inside. I <laughs>
0: yeah. mean, it was.
3: It was to see the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champs. I mean, it was
0: this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
3: Little, little crazy that you could get in for so, so cheap. I mean, the
2: Cardinals, according to this latest uh, little study, little research thing done here, uh, it is the cheapest stadium for a family of four to go watch a game at just over two hundred dollars, and that, that's out of the entire league. And I mean, you obviously you got to have fans of the stands to be making money, right? And, obviously, out of town fans are going to come to town to watch their, uh, their team play. It, but, here, how about, it, how,
3: about, how about this one, Gunner? Uh, from ESPN stats and info, the Cardinals threw the ball 58 times and scored 12 points. The only other time in the Super Bowl era where they've thrown the ball that many times while scoring 12 points or fewer was in a week three of 1994 when they also threw 58 times and lost 32 uh, 0 to the Browns. But mm. so, I mean, again, this league is a passing league now. Like a lot of the rules help offenses get rolling. And and, and producer Adam chiming in with the notes, you know, he's saying, you know, you you hold the defensive coordinators, a scapegoat, even though we're blaming the offense here for everything. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they're not going to fire anyone on offense. I mean, they're just not. It, yeah. it's, should Cliff go? Yeah, probably, because he can't be on the same page as Kyler. So when you see people tweeting, well, he's holding Kyler back. Yeah, he might be. So but at this point, I don't think you're going to see that change. So you can yeah. ask for it all you want and hope for it. But I don't think it's coming. Well, I mean,
2: will it be coming after two weeks? So, we have the the Panthers next week. We got the Philadelphia Eagles uh, at State Farm Stadium the following week, which uh, Philly lit up the Washington Commanders today 24-8. to I mean, Hertz is just on fire.
3: So, coming out of the press conference, here's a couple of quotes that are coming out. Cliff Kingsbury, we didn't execute. We didn't call a great game. I I don't like the the we stuff, Gunner. That's... Like well, because he's the okay. So for so for those that don't know, he's the one
2: on the sideline uh, calling the plays into into Kyler Murray's helmet, right? So so he's driving the game, because sometimes on other teams it's the offensive coordinator that's making the calls, right? So on this particular team, with the Arizona Cardinals, you got Cliff Kingsbury calling every play to Kyler Murray. The offensive guru, Cliff Kingsbury. The offensive uh, guru. So he's saying we – he's using the we, which, I mean, normally, you know, when you're in a team atmosphere, you it's we, right? It's always we. But with, who's going to be the first person to call Cliff out and say it's you, buddy?
3: I just don't – at this point, Cliff, you've got five more years on your deal. Like, just just point to yourself at this point and say, I didn't call a good game. We're going to get better. It's earlier in the season. Like, there's ways to say it to ultimately – give people hope and say yeah. you know i didn't call a great game but there were things we like to see hollywood got involved a lot more greg dorge got involved a lot more like he he can he can put it on himself but also point to raise the sunshine kind of like we want to do in this podcast right like we, we can come on here and be upset for 45 minutes
1: what's up adam What's up, sexy? No, no, you're good. I'm, I'm, I'm coming in as the producer. <laughs> this is in the inside the podcast here. I want to. That's, that's the question that I want to pose to you guys. You're in here doing the post game podcast, representing the fan base. There's frustrations. If you're calling for Cliff Kingsbury to point to rays of sunshine, would the face really want to hear that after a game like this? Do you really want to? Because it's the sense yeah. that I'm getting is that. This Arizona Cardinal fan base is disgusted with any number of elements of this team right now, right? Is there any response the organization is going to give after a loss like this that's going to satisfy what the fan base is after right now?
3: Yeah, and I don't think so, right? Like, no, but at the end of the day, like, Cliff, when you say stupid stuff, had to censor myself there, when you say stupid stuff, like, we need to call a better game, that just tells me, I, I get... That makes me more angry, right? Like at least pin it on yourself and, and then I'll be like, okay, Cliff is owning that he, he got it wrong. And then that's where again he pivots and, and then he can he can help protect himself a little bit by saying this and this went well and this and this. But at least at that point he's owning it. Like and he is agreeing with what fans are ultimately saying because he was owning it in that quote. He just he just wanted to deflect it to someone else, though, like by saying we. It ain't a wee thing, Cliff. It's a you, and we all know it. Well, uh, no, Tyler, it's got to be, because he doesn't have an offensive coordinator. I, I just
1: – yeah, right? Am I – okay, so well, I, he, I didn't
3: – He could be implying that the defense called a bad game as well. So, okay. So, you know, there's a chance that he's trying to say collectively the team called a bad game. Sure. Okay. But at the end of the day, when you put up 12 points with this offense, with these weapons, uh, Kyle Oldegard, former uh, Cardinal – Cardinal everything over there. Uh, Cardinals should really be where the Eagles and Dolphins are right now. Stack roster surrounded by a low-cost QB. Uh, But, yeah, it feels like it's pretty wide between those teams to the Cardinals. And I think that's true. I I think when you look at this team and what they have, we should be further along and we're not. But what your hope is, again, as we foreshadow, DeAndre Hopkins comes back, Rondo Moore comes back, uh, Antonio Wesley comes back. You you have you, uh, you have these guys come in, and ultimately now you have your full offense. As long as we don't lose more pieces, but you can't guarantee that either. You're going to see guys leave. I
2: I just realized today that there's no offensive coordinator. You know, maybe that's just me. You know, not knowing the nuts and bolts of this team. So is it an ego thing with Clay Kingsbury? And if and if being that it's only him as the head coach and the offensive coordinator. Um, is it could it be an ego thing? And then obviously, him and, and Kyler aren't good for each other, you know, like he, that that's not going to work. So, some changes got to be made. So, if it's not Cliff going away, do they hire an offensive coordinator to get in there and work with Kyler and make those calls? So, uh,
1: understand the, from the, the
3: fans' perspective, the, this has been brought up, it was brought up uh, going into this offseason after how last year ended. Ultimately, Michael Bidwell is not going to pay you. You brought in Cliff to do this, to do both jobs. Yeah. So you're not doing that. Uh, at this. You wouldn't have extended Cliff if you thought he needed that. So it, it's just not, that's not going to happen. Here, here's something I want to point out. When you talk about offensive weapons and using people the correct way, Chase Edmonds today, two touchdowns over there in, uh, in Miami. Christian Kirk, six receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown over in Jacksonville. Those are two offensive play, playmakers, weapons. You let walk and you thought you replaced with other pieces. And, and ultimately they're shining. Jacksonville rolled the chargers today. Miami beat the bills and I, going in today. I think everyone thought the bills looked like they were going to be undefeated the rest of the season. They, they were killing people. So again, you have key Cardinals that are producing Key offensive Cardinals that are producing on other teams right now. Offensive guru. That's that's where I'll <laughs> leave it. Is, you've had the pieces.
2: Yeah. Well, so fingers fingers crossed they can turn it around, man. I mean, you know, obviously going into this game, we were hoping the momentum from last week's win would be with them, and uh, that's gone now. Now they got this monkey on their back, is to they got to get another win here and what'd you say 3 and 3 by uh by week or you're hoping for 3 and 3 yeah, by week 6? Yeah, you got six?
3: you got Carolina this week and you've got the Eagles the following week. Obviously the Eagles look really good. Carolina yep. looks at, at best. So, you know, you you do need to beat uh Carolina here, right? This is yep. what I foresee. You beat Carolina here. You get the Eagles. You'll probably drop that one. And then you have the Saints, or not the Saints. I think it's the Seahawks the week after. Week six.
2: Uh Eagles, Seahawks, yeah, up in Seattle.
3: So then you have Seattle. Yep. Right. And Seattle's not good. So no. again, when we're foreshadowing here, I would think you could easily be three and three. Hopkins comes back. And and hopefully at that point, you've also got Rondell Moore back. You've got other pieces back to this team. Yep. You should be in good shape. So Cardinal fans, you know, obviously is. Anytime after loss, it's going to be a little bit of a downer. But at the end of the day, you got to look forward that there's a lot of season left. And when we look at the schedule going forward, it's not hard to believe that they can't just hang around 500 till, till we get a little more healthy and then this team can really start clicking.
2: I agree, man. And there was a, there was one of the bets that we made uh, last week uh, on the last pa- podcast where we were, uh, you know, going over what I was going to put my bet on, and I had uh, the Arizona defense uh, put a little you, bit of money on you, them scored you, a touchdown. You basically threw away a bunch of money. You had Kyler I did, Murray but I, and his I do and small his amounts. yards.
3: Yeah, yeah. Kyler I do, Murray I do small amounts. yards.
2: But that Arizona defense bet, it was $10 to win 110 and when uh, Buda Baker knocked that ball out of Acre's hands, dude, I was like, oh, man, somebody please run that back. That would have been a you know that 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 right there i mean yeah that it was it was huge for the cardinals to kind of you know get that ball back but i dude a a a a run for six after that fumble that would have totally turned it around and uh and you know kind of made everybody feel a little bit better about the game but um lost that bet lost a couple other bets uh kyler you, murray you, you had the kyler murray
3: rush, rushing bet
2: yeah i had kyler murray anytime touchdown i had kyler murray Oh, under on the passing yards. I also had Stafford under on the passing yards because I was like they, they had set it at 48 and a half total points, right? So it was going to be a low scoring game, which it was. Uh Stafford was on the under on his on his uh passing yards. Kyler Murray though, even though there were no touchdowns scored, we already talked about it. He went way
3: over on his passing well, yards, 380 he, he, he went over. He went over because he didn't have the rushing attempts. 314. He he had zero rushing attempts through 3 quarters. That was the first time in his NFL career that he did that. So, that just shows you, again, when you talk about opening up the offense, Kyler's got to use those wheels a little bit.
2: Yeah, and he hasn't lately. So, that's that's a bet. You know, watch me next week go uh, under on his rushing yards, and then he's just going to, you know, be like, watch this, guys. <laughs> I'm going to start
3: using then, my then legs up and start winning a, these games. Yeah,
2: he'll go off for 100 yards. Well, <laughs> yeah. This has been
3: man. the Kickoff in the Valley post game show. Uh, make sure you subscribe where you find your podcasts. Obviously, you can also visit kickoffinthevalley.com. Like, listen, subscribe, do that whole thing. We'll be back with you when Gunner. We'll, we'll be back, back on a Wednesday morning. Wednesday. Yeah. At Wednesday. Wednesday morning. So we'll be back Wednesday previewing the Carolina Panther game, obviously touching on the fallout of this game, right? There'll be more fallout from press conferences and just interviews tomorrow and in the next couple of days, injuries. like We're going to hear more on Rashard Lawrence, I'm sure. We'll hear on Zayvon Collins. There's a lot of guys that kind of got nicked up, so we'll need to hear where they're at when we – talk about playing next week against Carolina. So uh, we'll follow up on that on Wednesday, and then we'll also have a drop of an episode Friday uh, as we get you ready for that game in Carolina next Sunday.